Hi everyone, this is Jacob here from Attention to Detail, coming to you from a little different place than, than normal. We, uh, we've unfortunately been forced due to the coronavirus to, to stay out of our offices now, and so I'm in a sort of semi-self-imposed quarantine here at my apartment, which is where I, unfortunately, primarily alone, will be coming to you for the next several days. Hannah is doing great, for those of you who are, are wondering, but we're all kind of trying to do some social distancing, and podcasting is not great for that, unfortunately, and so I will be coming to you primarily alone. I say primarily because hopefully we can find a way to have some people call into the pod in the upcoming days, but I wanted to tell you very briefly about a project that I am going to undertake for the next... 10 days barring any, it's hard to know what's going on in the world right now, and so it, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but the goal is for it to take 10 days, and that's to review the 10 symphonies of Gustav Mahler. Um, so for the next 10 days, we'll, we'll go in order, and we'll break down these, these really interesting pieces, and give them a little bit of exploration, and I think, and my hope is that these are pieces that have widespread appeal, and are very interesting, and it, deep and stand up to a lot of examination and so with everybody having a little bit extra free time at the moment probably and a little more time alone or in isolation with a few people what better way to spend it than to to dive deep into some some Mahler symphonies I'll just give a really brief rundown of who Mahler was today so to give a context for what we'll do in the next 10 days he was born in Bohemia which is the modern-day kind of Czech Republic, and he worked primarily as a conductor in and around Vienna. In Vienna, he was connected with many, many composers, artists who were part of both the late Romantic era, those like Brahms and Bruckner, and uh, artists of the the oncoming modern era, the, the transition into the 20th century. That's when Mahler lived and worked. And so he really threaded the line between these two musical eras very very expertly and I think that's why so many people find his music so interesting. It's both romantic and modern in so many ways. He had a very interesting life which I encourage you to look into a little bit uh, if you want to embark on this journey with us because what we're going to do on the, on the podcast is hopefully going to be primarily about the music and in doing a in reviewing a Mahler cycle of symphonies, I should mention two things. One is that Mahler wrote very few works total. Unlike a lot of other composers, he, he wrote almost exclusively symphonies. And so by reviewing his 10 symphonies here, we will be going through almost all of the music that he wrote, for the, with the exception of some song cycles and a few other miscellaneous pieces. But I also feel it necessary just to pay homage to my own education and musical upbringing. Whenever uh, dealing with Mahler, you have to crack open a book by the highly arcane and complicated philosopher Theodore Adorno. But 
despite bear bear with me and stick with me here for just a couple of uh, seconds because I have two quotes from Adorno that I think are are pertinent to our listeners and that will will actually tell us a lot about Mahler's music and why it might be interesting for us to go on this journey of all ten symphonies. The first one is this. Adorno writes, Mahler can only be seen in perspective by moving still closer to him, by entering into the music and confronting the incommensurable presence that defies the stylistic categories of program and absolute music. So, a lot of jargon there, but what we're going to do, we'll take Adorno's task under our wing here and try to enter into the music and confront it, whatever that may actually mean. But more importantly, he says, you know, his music defies the stylistic categories of program and absolute music. We've talked about it a little bit on this podcast. There are two kind of main genres of music, if you want to call them that. Absolute music, which is what we might call music for music's own sake or something like that. It's music without a story that we're left to interpret with our own devices versus programmatic music, which does have an external, externally motivating story or narrative. And Mahler really threads that line incredibly expertly, and so that's one of the things that makes his music so interesting. We can try to put words to some of what happens, but also there are times when we really can't or he didn't want us to, and so we will explore that in, in detail as we, we dive into these symphonies. The other Adorno quote that I think is interesting is that he writes, Mahler's progressiveness does not reside in tangible innovations and advanced material. Opposed to formalism, he prefers what is actually composed to the means of composition and so follows no histor- straight historical path. Again, a lot of jargon, but the point there is, I think what's, what's off-putting to a lot of people potentially about a lot of modern art, modern music, is the idea of formalism. That's the idea that comes up in the music of composers like Schoenberg and Webern, in a lot of modernist painters and things like that, where they consciously, I mean, Adorno mentions that he's not concerned with the means of composition, but what is actually composed. And, compo- uh, you know, I think a lot of composers and artists often are inspired to break a rule of composition, break a rule of theory in order to say something with their art. So when someone splatters paint on a canvas, they've overthrown this rule that paint should be put on a canvas in a, in a certain way. And I think that kind of art, while it's immensely valuable, I think a lot of people struggle with that and it's not as immediately relatable, accessible. And Adorno is saying here, quite correctly, I think, that Mahler is not like this. He's concerned with what's actually composed. And so his language is sometimes modern, it's sometimes romantic, but that's what makes his music, I think, so accessible is that it's really not about breaking historical rules where you're required to know some other music to understand this. It really stands on its own, has its own unique human voice, and that's why people have been drawn to it for so many so many years now. So we'll close with, there's a really famous quote from Mahler that everybody cites when they, whenever they confront Mahler. He once said, a symphony must be like the world. It must contain everything. 
and it's it's a frequently used quote, but I think it's so frequently used because it's so accurate to his music. All of his symphonies really create their own entire world, and that's what makes them so incredibly interesting to listen to, examine, analyze. And so we'll be diving into each one of those worlds over the next hopefully 10, maybe a few more days. So we hope you'll join us on that journey. One quick point of order, we have to apologize. You may, at various points in the next 10 days, we may not have as excellent sound quality as we, not to say that we ever have particularly excellent sound quality, but we're dealing in a recording in kind of a makeshift corner of my apartment here that I tried to get pretty quiet, but there may be the occasional police siren, elevator ding, something like that. We'll try to keep that to a minimum, but our apologies in advance. It's uh, an interesting time right now, and so we're all scrambling a little bit, but what better way than to listen, to, to spend some extra time than to listen to a little Mahler. So again, we hope you'll join us and see you tomorrow for Mahler's first symphony.